When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're on day four talking the basics of a healthy diet. Monday, we got it started with a conversation about calories. Tuesday, we talked the first macronutrient, protein. Yesterday, we got into the second macronutrient, carbs. Today, we're wrapping up those macronutrients with fats. Fats are another food group that have been demonized over the years. But the right kind of fat plays an integral role in our bodies, from lining cell walls and vital organs, to assisting in hormone production, to building the nerve tissue in our brain and throughout our nervous system, to facilitating vitamin absorption. And like many other aspects of our diet, opinions on how much and what type of fat we consume varies widely from one source to the next. The four types of dietary fats are saturated fats, trans fats, monounsaturated fats, and polyunsaturated fats. The body breaks these fats down into fatty acids, which can then be absorbed into the bloodstream. If glucose, a type of sugar, isn't available for energy, the body uses fatty acids to fuel cells instead. And that's actually the basis of a ketogenic diet, depriving our bodies of carbs, thus glucose in order to prioritize fat for energy production. So one thing everyone agrees on is that trans fats are bad. This is the stuff we avoid at all costs. It degrades good cholesterol levels, it leads to increased inflammation in the body, and decreased insulin sensitivity. By the way, labeling laws allow food companies to round down to zero and claim a product has no trans fat or zero grams of trans fat if the amount per serving is less than 0.5 grams. So we really do have to ignore the package marketing and go straight for the ingredient list. These foods are generally pretty easy to spot. It's junk food, it's processed food, it's anything fried, french fries, donuts, corn dog, calamari, potato chips, and so on. We also have to look out for those trans fatty oils in baked goods, so cookies, cakes, and pastries, snack foods like crackers, vegetable shortening, and margarine. Remember those heart healthy, I can't believe it's not butter ads? Stick to the butter. Next, we'll look at the highly debated saturated fat. When you begin to seek out information on fat consumption, you'll likely come across endless sources stating that saturated fat raises LDL cholesterol levels, which is widely known as bad cholesterol. But Healthline summarizes the issue well. Since the 1950s, people have believed that saturated fat is bad for human health. This was originally based on observational studies showing that people who consumed a lot of saturated fat had higher rates of death from heart disease. Again, 
The diet heart hypothesis states that saturated fat raises LDL, bad cholesterol in the blood, which then supposedly lodges in the arteries and causes heart disease. Even though this hypothesis has never been proven, most official dietary guidelines are based on it. While the issue is still debated, numerous recent studies have found no link between saturated fat consumption and heart disease. This is a very similar conversation, if not the exact same conversation, we had about the consumption of meat products. This is old, broad-stroke science informing on modern-day health practices. Meanwhile, countless controlled studies of large population samples are uncovering that there is no real link between saturated fat consumption, heart attacks, and strokes. Moreover, we're beginning to understand that measuring LDL levels in blood isn't as much an indicator of heart health as we once believed. Instead, looking at the ratio between HDL levels, which is good cholesterol, compared to overall cholesterol is more clearly associated with increased insulin resistance and heart problems. This is the kind of information that has people running away from avocados, which are actually fantastic sources of healthy fat. So, to summarize, these more modern studies are revealing that saturated fats are actually neutral, not good, not bad. We shouldn't be afraid of it, especially when it's coming hand in hand with the good fats, the kind we should really be prioritizing, which are monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats. These fats are the ones we turn to to do all those important things for our bodies that fat is supposed to do. Again, that's lining cell walls and vital organs, assisting in hormone production, building the nerve tissue in our brains and throughout our nervous system, and facilitating vitamin absorption. These fats raise the HDL cholesterol we want in order to maintain heart health and avoid cardiovascular disease. We find monounsaturated fats in nuts, avocados, organic whole ingredient nut butters, and extra virgin olive oil. Polyunsaturated fats are also known as essential fats. The body can't make them on its own. This is where we get omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, which are the king and queen of important fats, both for our brains and our hearts. We need an abundance of omega-3 and omega-6 sparingly. Fish high in these healthy fats are salmon, herring, sardines, and trout. Other good sources are walnuts and flax seeds or cold-pressed and unrefined flaxseed oil. We highly recommend supplementing with the daily fish oil or cod liver oil to get those omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. In general, we should be looking to cap our fat intake at 25 to 30% of our daily caloric intake. Like all dietary recommendations, this isn't one size fits all. The problem with eating too much healthy fat really only exists when we're eating too many carbs and generally too many calories. If we're keeping those carbs to a minimum, less than 100 grams per day, those healthy fats will be what our body needs for energy. What we want to avoid, again, is just overeating in general. Sticking to whole and healthy foods is an easy solution across the board. And if we can, intermittent fast. That's only allowing ourselves to eat during a specific window of time. We'll be doing ourselves a big favor when it comes to decision fatigue. There really are countless health benefits to intermittent fasting, but that's a conversation for another day.
Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we welcome you to reach out through Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at The McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Come back again tomorrow for the final day in our week, the basics of a healthy diet. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom FM app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash goodrisings and ask questions to hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.